Hello and welcome back to the what was the weekly, now monthly, African Football HQ podcast. That's right, we've had a small name change, but still the big African Football Network that we are. And today, me and Ahmed are joined by our brand new team member, Malik. Another Egyptian, they're outnumbering me, but what can you say? They're lovely people, allegedly. Malik, welcome to the club, sir. Thank you, Dean. It's great to join the team, and I'm excited for what we're going to do. So, Malik, why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm um, 17 years old. I'm Egyptian-American. I began writing for Kingfoot. I'm currently the head of features there. And uh, earlier in the year, I created a website called Hannibal Football, which was mainly long-form pieces on African football. And now I've merged with you two to create African Football HQ. So I'll be managing the website, which launches January 1st. You excited for the website, Ahmed? Oh, I'm buzzing. First of all, I, I thought you guys nearly forgot me that I was actually on this podcast. But yeah. No. We've replaced <laughs> you with Malik. Yeah. I was, just, I was just like, okay, maybe he's going to introduce me any second now. And you just see what you went past that. But no. Um, <laughs> great to have the, another episode of uh, African Football HQ. It's, it's actually strange saying the football part, but I think it adds something to, to the project. And it's good to have uh, Malik who... Um, I have to say, is uh, another fellow Egyptian and someone who's going to add so much to this project, um, including this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful website that's going to come out um, in the beginning of the, the new year. So, um, first of all, Happy New Year to everyone listening to the podcast, and it's going to be a huge, huge year for African Football HQ. Well, I hope so, and we've got Malik on board now, but let's get straight into it on his podcast debut. The year is coming to a close, 2020 around the corner, and the first big event are the CAF Awards for 2019, mm-hmm. taking place in 2020. Uh, so, guys. So, so I, I really wanted to kind of make a point on the managers, because I do think we have three of the best managers in Africa on that list. Um, I would argue that Renard is a better manager than... Let's say. Wait, wait, hang on, say, hang on. Are you are you are you pretending to be live now? No, I'm not pretending to be live. I'm just saying he's a better manager. I'm just telling you, he he's the better manager, but unfortunately his team doesn't help him. Um, and and I think the team has to perform for you to be seen as, I don't know, uh, the best manager in 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 that type of award. Um, I think Bomadi is the favourite. He should win it. He won Afcon, when no one actually believed that they would have a chance of winning it except me. Uh, I need to I need to take that that credit for for Algeria winning uh, Afcon, um, but he 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 tactically was brilliant all you know everywhere literally to 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 motivate the players to go into that tournament thinking they could win it every single match they went in with so much uh, motivation passion and uh, and to make Mares look into the leader look like the leader that he he always lacked a little bit I think. He was always a great player, but never really was able to lead a team. I think he gave that to him, and that was the key to their success at Afcon here in Egypt. Um, Sisse, another brilliant, brilliant manager. I think he was. I think uh, maybe he was. I think he's a little bit underrated before before the tournament, but you could see that he was able to gel that team. Obviously, they got the focal point of of Mane and Koulibaly and Idrissa Gay. They, that brilliant spine that they have at Senegal but you also need a, a great manager to to gel things perfectly and I think he was that person uh, the right person to, to take Senegal to the tournament um, just a bit unlucky that they lost the final even though I think they played really well in that final and I think dom- they dominated large parts of it 
but Algeria were 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 just too good, I think, in the final terms of defensively. Um, those are my two. Uh, I think those those two are are fighting for the for the title. But I think Bomadi win it just because his team won Afcon. What are your thoughts? I, yeah, I, I personally don't believe that the S France manager should have won due to the controversy regarding the final. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, however, had Senegal won the final in AFCON, I think very easily it could have gone to Cisse. But mm-hmm. I guess just that one game decides so much, and I, that edges it for Belmondi, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Dean, we, we all know who you're going to choose. We, we all know who you're going to choose. Well, I Come just on. think it's a bit yeah. of a pointless award, really. If you're going to choose the best manager, you're going to choose the one that's won the thing. And that's Belmadi, and even Algerian should see that. Mm. <coughs> he was also nominated for the best manager in the whole world by FIFA. He beat Cissé twice. You literally beat him twice. So <laughs> I don't see how you could debate Cissé to win it over him. Shabani was only brought in as caretaker boss and then ended up winning the Champions League. But like, but like uh, Solskjaer at Man United sort of style management. But um, that final was marred no. by VAR. We we still need to give um, Shabani his his credit. Let, let's be honest here because Toragi have I've always been or Toragi or Esperance. I think Toragi is is how I'm used to saying it because obviously the Arab way of oh, saying Esperance. Mm-hmm. Um, but he 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 was he's been brilliant tactically as well. I think to 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 do that well in in the tournament. Uh, I think they've been dominant the last couple of years in Africa, uh, say two three years. And um, them and Al Ahli have always had this kind of a very tense rivalry, whether it's um, in African Champions League, whether it's the, in that new Arab competition, there's always been a little bit of a of a, of a rivalry there. He's been, I think, it, it's one of those things in in African competition. Um, North African teams play really well at home. They've got that technical side to them, um, and the fans show up. I think that's the thing that probably lacks a little bit in in different other parts of uh, of Africa. Um, and so when you've got the, the fans to help you on that side, um, it's no surprise that Esperance are going to be able to reach the, the, the latter stages of, of, of a major tournament like that. So um, he, he, we need to give him his respect. Um, not such a good tournament at the FIFA Club World Cup, but um, still someone that I think is a, is a great manager and possibly has a, has a big future this season, uh, possibly winning the tournament again. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think they will. I think they're lacking a little bit, especially with Bilele leaving. But he's um, he's able to tactically put them in a good position uh, in any match. Mm. Okay, so, so I yeah. agree that Belmadi should win that. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay, let's move on to the young player. Um, where mm-hmm. somehow Benassa's not on it, so we'll gloss over that and we'll look at mm-hmm. Hakimi, Chukwesi, and Ozimen. So two Nigerians, one Moroccan. For mm-hmm. me. It has to be Ozimen. He's stormed mm-hmm. at Lille, one of the top scorers in Europe, replaced Pepe uh, when mm-hmm. he went to Arsenal. And the goal, I mean, he's scoring against everyone, scored against Chelsea in the Champions League. This guy's going to be in African football for the next eight to ten years, isn't he? Surely. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it was a tale of two halves in the year. The beginning of the year, Chukwuezi was excellent for Villarreal. And he wasn't too great the Afcon, and then after, and then in this new domestic season, Ozimen has been incredible. Yeah, for Lille. So I think it should go to him for his more recent form, and he has also performed better than Chukwuezi did earlier in the year. Yeah, I, I have to disagree with both of you. I have to give it to Hakimi. I think Hakimi's had a brilliant <laughs> season for Dortmund. I ha- no, I have to be honest. I have to be. He has been absolutely brilliant for, for Dortmund. He's been brilliant for Morocco. 
Um, and I think when you've been rejected by Real Madrid and it seems like the, the future's a bit bleak, it takes a lot of mental toughness to come back and, and prove yourself again. And I think he's proved himself in the German league, um, in the Bundesliga. Now, OK, um, listen, the French league isn't strong. Liga isn't strong. It's not known for for its depth. It's not known for its uh, quality of players um, around the league. Um, and, and I don't think uh, Osman is 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 I don't know I don't think he's he I, I think he's it's a good player he's a great player he's had a domestic season that um, is worthy of of you know putting him forward for a, for an award like this but Hakimi's had a better season in the Champions League um, for Morocco this year and also um, for Dortmund so it's 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 no it's no question for me to to have Hakimi as as the young player of the year. Um, and, and let's be honest, look at Pepe. Pepe had a, a great season in, in France last year. Um, had a non-existent uh, tournament for, for Ivory Coast, uh, AFCON. And, and now he's, he's struggling to make the Arsenal team. So we really need to ask ourselves, is, is the French League are really that strong for, for, for you to smash it there? Should you be put into, into an award like this or, or a category like this? I don't, I don't think so. OK, so mixed... Um... Mixed no, odds, did, did you agree with me? Do, 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 you, do you agree with me, though? I, think I don't think we should question Liga. It's great for developing young talents, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess in terms of actual form, obviously it's at a lower level than the Champions League and the Bundesliga. Absolutely. So I agree with your point there. So, yeah, again, I'm right. Um, and and <laughs> I just say, it's not, it's not a huge surprise that um, Dean has decided to go with a, with a non- uh, Moroccan option or non-Tunisian or Egyptian option, as as he still <laughs> believes that there's a, <laughs> there's a North African rivalry. Uh, How can Hakimi think... be on this list over Benassa, the player of the tournament who went to AC Milan? It's ridiculous. That's strange. That is really strange. I have to be honest. That is really strange. Who's who's the other player in, on the on the list other than Hakimi and Osman? Who, who else is on there? Chukwueze. I I don't think he's had that great a season to be honest. Yeah, he was really good in the first half, but his form tapered off exactly. towards the end. Exactly. I, I think, I, like, CAF have um, devalued or undervalued their tournament, their AFCON tournament, by putting the African player of the tournament in, 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 um, in 2019, AFCON 2019. He's not even in the list, in the top three list. How, how is that possible? So it, it just makes it look a bit strange. Um, I think Manassi has been amazing. Mm. I think he's, he's not helped why. by the fact that um, like he's playing for a very poor AC Milan side. Mm. Um, I, I think even no matter how good he is for that side, it's not going to show in results. And the the, the 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 whole club is broken from top to bottom. So um, he's unlucky not to be on there. But he he was for me better than any Algerian player on um, on the Algerian squad uh, when it came to Afcon. I think he was literally a warrior on that pitch. Deserved it as much as anyone to be mm. on on this top three list for for the youth. But right, question guys, for let, Dean. Let, okay. Uh, since he's come to Milan, I haven't heard much from him. Do you know how he might be doing so far? Vanessa, well, when he started, um, mm. he was on the bench. He's on the bench because he came back from AFCON late. Uh, so he missed the first few games, struggled to break into the side. Milan essentially kept losing. So they had to make some changes. Vanessa started to play a little bit more. I think Milan changed manager and he's settled into the side now. But he's got mm. a guy called Zlatan Ibrahimovic up front of him now, so I think the limelight will be taken away from him a little bit. But it's a shame. That's it. Yeah. Because I the, think the, he's really, really good. Yeah. 
that's that's exactly what you need um, in a club that is lacking all authority, all class, um, and all development. That's exactly what you need to bring Ibrahimovic to just you know make it worse, isn't it? It's just brilliant. It's brilliant planning from AC Milan, if you ask me. Like, <laughs> obviously, I'm being sarcastic. Like, it's it's to bring someone so controversial to a club that's already scooping to all-time lows is is a bit strange. But I feel for Benassi. I think he deserves a bigger club. Not not a bigger club in terms of you know, because AC Milan is a huge club in terms of history and everything. But he deserves a club that is more prominent in winning titles. Um, and and you know, he's a, he's a, he's really is a really really huge talent. So good luck to him in the future for sure. Right, let's be democratic, all right? Let's all vote. I'm going for Ozymen. Malik? I'm going to have to stick with Ozymen too. Ozymen. Well, Ahmed, your vote is redundant, essentially, then. Sorry, because there's two for Ozymen. So, do you make it full out for him? Um, no, I'm, I'm going to go for Hakimi. I still think Hakimi's going to win it. So, yeah, we'll see. So, we've unilaterally picked Ozymen as the uh, the young player. So, what about the inter-club player? It's an interesting award, isn't it, for the best sort of local player playing in Africa, even though one of them yeah. plays in Asia. But let's not gloss over that. Um, we've got <laughs> Belayli. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we've touched on Esperance already. You've got Badri as well, also from Esperance. Wow. Killing it. Mm. You've got Tarek Hamed there making up the numbers. So, uh, Ahmed, which one out of them three <laughs> do you think is the best Interclubs player? First of all, put respect on Tarek Hamed's name. That's the first <laughs> thing you should say. Uh, or else our, our Twitter page is going to get absolutely bombarded with the Mali fans. Um, let's start yeah, off you... with, with the, man of the, the man of the moment. Um, Belayli has to be huge favourite for this <laughs> just in mm. terms of titles the role he's played for 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 Egypt for Algeria um, here in, in Egypt for AFCON he was hugely influential uh, from that left hand side the goals he scored were huge um, you know he, he runs himself to the ground that's the that's the first thing I noticed of him when the first time I saw him um, from the stands I was here for the first game against um, I think I was here for the second game um, against Senegal was that the first or second game of the tournament team? second Second, yeah, I was there for the second game. He was unbelievable, uh, and to see the work rate he he puts off on that on that pitch is, is brilliant. He deserves that moment, and um, he's he's a really really good player. Um, even for Esperance as well, that that brilliant goal he scored up for one of the goals of the of the year mm-hmm. um, before being cut off for the top five. But he he really is a, a world class player. Now I need to question a little bit his his move to Saudi Arabia. I've done that a few times with you, Dean. I don't get it. I think he deserves a better club. He's a brilliant player, and um, I, I was astonished that he, he decided to go to Saudi Arabia after such a, a great year. Um, but no, it, it is what it is. Uh, players have to look at their future, and he is the favourite uh, for me. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. Tariq Hamid was unbelievable for Zamalik. Single-handedly took them to a Confederations Cup. Um, he is unreal. The amount of ground this man covers is, is unbelievable. He is a battler. He is one of the most appreciated players um, for the Egyptian national team, for Zamalik, um, and, and there's been a few offers for him to go to Saudi Arabia as well, which he's decided not to do. He's decided not to go there. Um, he decided not to go to um, uh, Germany. There was, a, there was an offer from him in Germany as well, but it didn't really uh, go through because of a certain man like uh, Murtada Mansour, uh, Zamalik FC, uh, owner, who very controversial owner, so he he doesn't want him to go anywhere. But he he really does uh, deserve a mention. I don't think he deserves to win because you need to have a title uh, of of some sort. But he he really is one of a kind. 
just a shame he plays for for, for Zamalek, who, who aren't helping him in terms of winning titles. So for me, it, it has to be Bellaini. Um Special mention to Badri. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he really does get the recognition that he deserves. I think he kind of falls off the, the, the magnifying glass when you look at a team and, and how good the Esperance are. You look at a lot of players, but Badri doesn't really get the... the the praise that he should he should he should get. So um, despite here, I mean, despite that, I, I have to go Belayli. No, no question about that. Badri is an interesting one because he started mm. in Europe, then went to Africa, whereas most players tried to do it the other way around. So he sort of found his feet coming to <laughs> Tunisia rather than. I think he was at Lille once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Ended up in us. Yeah. Malik, you can't really look past Belayli, can you? Look at this: CAF Champions League, Afcon, Tunisian League, <laughs> Tunisian Cup. A Tunisian Super Cup. You can't look past Belayli, surely. I think he takes the edge over Tariq Hamid because of the AFCON performance. But, you know, he's it's a Player of the Year award and he's been gone for about half the year. So that, that hurts in my opinion. Well, but uh, <laughs> also, Badri's, they've been pretty equal. Like, in the first half of the year, they were both doing really well. And then Badri's been in really good form, both at the Club World Cup and in the Tunisian League and the CAF Champions League this season so far. But... I do agree with you. I think it's going to have to go to Belayli. Mm-hmm. Right. That's settled then. So far we've got we Belmardi, Belayli, or Zimen. Right. Next up on the awards, we've got the best team. Men's best team. Um, Algeria. What a surprise. <laughs> Senegal. <laughs> Madagascar. Yep. Now, could Malik, Madagascar secretly dark horses of this award beat Algeria obviously Algeria have been the best team they won the tournament but Madagascar they had an incredible run to qualify for the tournament and they also weren't too bad once they got to Egypt so if you're looking at where they started from and how well they progressed this year I think Madagascar has been the best but overall I think also the voters will have voted for Algeria over Madagascar and Ahmed what about you Madagascar obviously got further than Egypt to AFCON do you think they deserve it for that <laughs> okay, I see how you want to you want to do this. Okay, um, well let me let me put it that way. Um, put it this way. So I, I think you can give it to either one of them, and I think no one will complain. Um, mm-hmm. I think Algeria got the recognition. I think because of the the Afcon title, but Madagascar really needs um, something to kind of you know show show them our gratitude for the horrific heroics heroics they created. Here in, uh, in in Egypt, and it was amazing. It was honestly one of the most astonishing stories to have such uh, a small country with little hopes to come here and, and light up the Afcon. It was one of the best stories of, of Afcon. So for me, it has to be them because I was I was just amazed at how good they were at the, at the tournament. Um, and and it, it, it's funny because we, me and you were talking about some of the players that that played for Madagascar uh, that really they had to poach from other countries. Um, mm. And and I, I told you I told you before that in the pre the pre um, tournament podcast that I didn't think it was it was good whether they they played for the for the nation just because they couldn't play for another nation and it just made it look a little bit risky and a bit iffy. But actually, uh, they they really put it all out there on the pitch and I was really really impressed. So it has to be Madagascar. You know how I feel about Algeria. I thought they were amazing. They deserve to, to be team of the year, but. Madagascar for me have to, they have to they have to get this for me. All right, let's have a vote then. I'll go Algeria, considering they did win the African Cup of Nations, which is <laughs> which the best team is. Since <laughs> Madagascar only went near the semi-final, 
mm-hmm. Algeria, Malik. I believe Algeria will win it, but I'll vote for Madagascar because of their Algeria story. Winning it, and uh, that's <laughs> a unanimous decision for Algeria to be the best team of the year 2019. Um, oh my God. Which you can't really oh argue God. with. It's a clean sweep. Well, will it be a clean sweep as we come to our next award, best player? <laughs> it's all going to kick off big time because we're going to have two Egyptians here, probably not picking Egyptian, but still not picking Algerian. Mares, Mane, Salah. Now, mm. I'm going to start off and then you're going to counter what I say. Okay? Go ahead. Riyad Mahrez, captain Algeria to AFCON in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Scored probably the best goal of the year in Africa, the free kick against Nigeria. The audacity to do that at that time, that place. <laughs> um, the big one, the Community Shield, one out of Manchester City in the, uh, in the summer, beat Liverpool. This amazing Liverpool side also beat them in a Premier League title race where Mahrez scored some key goals, 97 points for Man City in his first season. Started the FA Cup final, which City won 6-0 and also won the League Cup. So five trophies for Mahrez, club and country. Mm-hmm. Um, 40 appearances in 2019, club and country. Mane and Salah, um, obviously both won the Champions League, but Salah massive flop with Egypt in his home nation. I think even Egyptians would admit that for all what he's done at club level he's let Egypt down this year and Mane well they played Algeria twice Senegal and he is still in Ben Lamry's pocket so for me Mares has to be the player of the year so you two are now going to tell me why Mares doesn't deserve it I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm fuming but I'm gonna I'm gonna save my comment till last because I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, Malik go first Okay, so I think uh, so you won five trophies this year. Who? I think four. You said he's won five trophies this year, club and country, right? Yeah, Mares, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I don't think four of them are too valid considering he's been on the bench for most of the time at Man City. Premier League like, community... won the most points in Man City. Won nine points in Man City more than any other player in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> the, communi- the community for points, shield they, they won on penalties I don't think that's too great of yeah. an accomplishment it's what kids dream of winning glorified family <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. alright next no, he, had, he had a good um, he had a good performance in the, good few performances in the Premier League although he wasn't even a starter most of the time so I think it's hard to credit a lot of that to him and then also at AFCON he wasn't even voted the best player while he was great obviously his uh, compatriot Ben Nasser won the best player award. He was a captain. Mm. Okay, let's uh, let's move on from 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 Morris. Malik, who do you think should should win it? I think it has to go to Mane. He was yeah. one of the best players in the world uh, when it came to the Ballon d'Or voting. He was far ahead of Mares, so I think it has to go to him. Mm-hmm. Why? Obviously, his goal-scoring record for Liverpool was incredible, and he took uh, he led a Senegal team that wasn't too great to the final. And uh, you could argue in 2018 that the best uh, best player was obviously Salah, but we can say that this year Mane really eclipsed him both in goal-scoring and assists. Salah has been deemed as more of a selfish player, while Mane has been really a team player, and he's gained the support of all the fans. But his performances have backed that up also, as he's been incredible on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so first of all, um, let's let's uh, remove uh, Dean from La La Land, wherever he's living, where he's uh, where he's actually thought that Mares took Man City to five titles. Now, let me tell you something. Mares had literally 
literally 5% of an effect on a Man City team that was a juggernaut. They won that because of certain players like Edison, like Aguero, like De Bruyne, um, like Bernardo Silva. These players have the real effect. These players start week in, week out. Mares makes 15-minute cameos whenever he can and League Cup matches that he can play because the others want to rest. Let's let's see how it is. Let's say how it is. Now, I love Mahrez to bits. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant player. He led his team to an AFCON. I think he was a great leader, a great captain. And that's the only reason he's in the top three now. If he didn't do that, he would not be in the top three. Okay? Mahrez, uh, I think he hasn't adapted well to, 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 to City. I don't think he's, he's played well enough to, 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 to consistently to, to play. So if you haven't started consistently all season for your club team, how on earth are you supposed to win African Player of the Year? What does that make it look like? It makes us as Africans or 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 the CAF Awards or the African Player of the Year makes it look like a joke. When Messi wins the best player in South America or Ronaldo wins the best player in Europe, it's because they start week in, week out and they perform week in, week out. Who can you put in that same sentence when it comes to Africa? And that's it. That's exactly what it is. It's money. It's without a doubt money. Mane's had a great season with Liverpool. He's won a title, won the Champions League. He's taken his team to a final of, of, of AFCON, which is, mm. it's good. It's good, man. It really, it, no, I don't think it was that difficult because he's had Koulibaly, he's had Idrissa um, Gay, um, Kaisa Balde. All of those guys are not bad players. So I don't think that's a massive achievement. But he was able to still lead that team as one of the one of the core, core players in that team. Um so, so it's without a doubt, it's Mane, um, top scorer for the Premier League. Uh, it's just unbelievable what he's what he's been doing with Liverpool like, this season. So, if you if you compare that with Mares, it's no contest. Mares still deserves uh, a lot of credit for his his um, his performances for the national level. But Mane's been absolutely amazing, and and for him to even get that close on the top of the Ballon d'Or list is is a credit to him and his hard work. And I think he has to give a little bit of credit to to Mo Salah because Mo Salah has been driving into that. When you've got a player that good in your squad, where you, that you see week in week out get the praise that he that Mo Salah did for his first season, his even his second season, you've got to get a little bit jealous. I don't care what Mane says. There's been a little bit of tension between them because he wants to be the same as Salah. He wants to be appreciated as the same as Salah, and I think he's trumped him this year by far. I think it's not even close. Mane's been the the prime player that they've been looking for in terms of goals this season. He's been amazing. He's been the one that started most games. Most Salah's been actually coming off during games rather than Mane um, compared to last season. So um, it's without a doubt Mane. Now, I want to touch off on Mo Salah real quick. I'm sorry. I know I'm talking a little bit too much, but Mo Salah has had a shocking year. He's been disappointing for Egypt, even though he's still loved by the fans before the tournament. After the tournament, it was a bit tense, obviously supporting someone who had the whole issues, I don't want to get into it, Amr Warda in the national team, supporting him after sexual um, sexual harassment allegations and all that kind of stuff wasn't a good move, telling the fans to, to stop talking when he, when he scores in the in the in, in, in AFCON was a bit weird and not him and it was like who advised you to do that was really weird um, and, and he hasn't been the same player, he's been selfish, he's been trying to get more goals and unfortunately by doing that he's forgotten what has got him to be that type of player, the fact that he gets into good positions because he passes the ball and moves. Now he just shoots the ball endlessly. Try to 
I think it's the pressure of trying to match what he he did the first season for Liverpool. So despite that, I think he's he's he still had a good season. Um, deserves to be in the top three, but I think it's more commercial. Unfortunately, it's because he's a huge name. When you have Mo Salah in the top three, it's like wow, the Capitals are going to be amazing because it's the three of the biggest players in in Africa and the Premier League. Um, but I don't think he really, I don't think he deserves to be in the top three this season. Um, it might be controversial, but I think Mane deserves it by far. Oh, it's controversial, right? Don't, don't worry no, about I'm that. Be, I'm being honest. I'm being, I love Mo Salah to bits. Let's not, let's not. You know, I love him to bits. I really do. I think he's great, but I think his life choices on the pitch and and uh, on the personal level this year have been really, really strange, and it's made a lot of his fans turn their back on him, um, including most of the most of the Egyptian public, especially after Afcon. So he, he needs to, I think he's had a little look at himself in the mirror and he's come back a little bit differently um, and decided to kind of go back to his old self. So let's hope next season could be a better year for him. Um, it's going to have to be or else uh, he might get a lot of backlash from the Egyptian public again. Right, so you both say Mane? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would like to say though that while when Mahrez does play, he's been really good. So maybe if he had been at a different club that wasn't Man City, that didn't have an abundance of great attacking midfielders, oh, exactly. he could have been considered. But since he, you, could, you really have to question the move he made to go into a team mm. that was as stacked as Man City if he was at Arsenal. Or even maybe stayed at Leicester this season, he probably would have been having incredible numbers. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know what team what you think because you you cover Algeria football more than us. You probably watch Mahrez well, more than we do. You know, as like I say, he's won Man City the most points, nine points in their title win, more than Aguero, more than De Bruyne. Um, okay. Twenty six appearances. Twenty six mm-hmm. appearances. Okay, so let's not say he's on the bench every week. Twenty six appearances in the Premier League. Uh, key winning goals away to Tottenham, away to Bournemouth, away to Watford. Um, How many Premier League goals did he score this season? Was this it more than season, 10? this season's got five. Yeah, there we go. That tells you all you need to know. Won three penalties, um, and got five assists. So he's been in the okay, goals. Well, and... oh, sorry, I, I don't mean this season. I mean last season. Apologies. How many goals did he have last season? Was it more than ten in, in the Premier League? No. Well, it, there we go. That tells you all. Ma- right. So Ma- should about me be the African Player of the Year then, because you got the most. I think I think Aubameyang uh, was out of the out of the whole picture because of he didn't qualify for Afcon for, with Gabon. So so how on earth are you yeah. supposed to have him on? But in when terms you've got of a guy that's won Afcon, so you don't want to win it. Yeah, well, well, that's the only. That's what I There's a balance. Only, exactly, it's a balance, and you need to you need to perform on both fronts. At least Mo Salah actually scored a couple of goals at Afcon, um, and and he and he was able to take the team to the next round from the group stages. He's still disappointed. That's, not, that's why he's not going to win it. But he still had a good season club-wise. That's why he's on there. Listen, when Mares wins it on January 7, you're going to read it and weep. Okay? And when we do the podcast after the, the, the awards, I'm going to really enjoy rubbing it in your face. You know that, right? Yeah. Good luck, because Salah's <laughs> not winning. So, B.A. Right. <laughs> that's our CAF right. Awards. Uh, yes, it is. Complete. Next up on our agenda. Mm-hmm. African... Moments of of the year, well, of the decade. Let's look look back at the decade, guys, and uh, I'll ask you in a sec what your favourite African football moments of the decade were. But for me, I might as well say it now. It's obviously this year winning Afcon in Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, beating Senegal twice, winning essentially seven games in a row. Incredible performance, um, never expected, and just it will live long in the memory. Seeing Maris lift the trophy in the Cairo International Stadium. 
mm-hmm. 10 years after losing 3-1 to Egypt there, or 2-0 to Egypt there in a World Cup qualifier. So happy days for me, guys. I know you're going to have to be like, what, toddlers to remember your moments of the decade, considering how poor <laughs> Egypt have been in recent years. So uh, Malik, what was, what was your favourite moment of the decade? Or maybe it wasn't Egyptian-related. It was not Egyptian-related, and this is a bit before my time, but I'm going to have to go with Zambia winning the 2012 AFCON. Oof. It's a huge shock and great performances from Christopher Kotongo and Emmanuel Mayuka. And just when you look at all the best African powerhouses, you never ever mention Zambia. And so mm. it was just so unlikely for them to win it, and you have to give them some credit in winning that. Well, that yeah. is the Herve Renard effect, isn't it? When he goes in, just rejuvenates anywhere. What, what about you, Ahmed? Um, I'm going to go for a more of an Egyptian moment. Uh, I've got two actually. One is Mo Salah and and his his unbelievable season in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it was just amazing. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Probably one of the most memorable, you know, seasons from an Egyptian. Whether it's you know on on home soil, or whether it's outside of Africa in 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 Europe, that was just unbelievable to see him score. Uh, forty six goals in a season, um, and and you know reached the Champions League final. Obviously, that was a bit disappointing, not winning Champions League final, getting injured. But he was he really did open a lot of eyes, and um, he represented Egypt brilliantly. That was just unbelievable to see. That's my first big moment that has to be there. Um, I don't know if we're counting two thousand and ten. We are uh, because it did start at the beginning, but but obviously Egypt winning two thousand and ten as well. Um, yeah, but buying it. <laughs> being uh, being he, he finished top scorer when he wasn't when he started off the bench in every single game uh was unbelievable to, to finish top scorer obviously what he did after that in England with Hull City wasn't that memorable but uh but but yeah no, it was um, it was amazing what they did um at 2010 and and that completed the the, the you know the the three Afcons in a row so that's I know I'm I'm choosing Egypt moments but that's I think the most emotional moments in my footballing life, to, to see those two moments um, and be alive for when an Egyptian does that on the world stage and, and to see Egypt do that um, three times in a row was, was unbelievable. So th- those two are my most memorable moments. But a special, a special uh, shout out for, uh, for obviously Ivory Coast um, winning, when Af- winning AFCON was, was, was strange because you, ne- you thought that Ivory Coast would never ever win AFCON again, especially after, after 2000 and, um, 2008 uh, and 2006 was was a bit t- difficult to, as an Ivory Coast fan, I, I could imagine. So mm. when they won it and seeing the big stars finally get that title was was really really nice. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Because they were Drogba was meant to be the man to take them to it, and then they won it when he retired. But they still had brilliant players. Like you look at the likes of Yaya Torre and, and oh, Jovinho. Yeah. That, well. that still cool yeah, that exactly. team must have been one of the best in the decade. Has to be. Has to be without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, hmm. I, I want to say I want to say uh, Gabon, but uh, I, I thought that was a shocking tournament in terms of organisation. But well, Cameroon as well. Exactly. What well, I know, I don't want to be North African biased, but you can see the difference between organisation between a North African uh, yeah. Afcon and and any other tournament, whether it's in East Africa, South. And, yeah, and, with the exception where. of South Africa, I guess. With, with exception of exactly, with South Africa, I think the top nations when when they do it, like Egypt, South Africa, Morocco, um, possibly Tunisia, uh, is is you know it's those are the those are the nations you want to have an Afcon because you know the pitches are going to be great, you know the accommodation for the hotels and the facilities are going to be brilliant. 
But when you go to Gabon and you have to play it on a, on a field not even fit for farming is, is really tough. It's tough. So um, mm-hmm. let's hope that Africans can really up their game here in the future. I do recall that 2010 AFCON. I wonder what happened to Algeria in it. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I didn't want to mention it because I didn't want to get you upset. But uh, it has to be an all-time high for me to see three Algerians have a red card. And, and, and the one that headbutted the ref didn't get sent off. Well, listen, that is controversial. That is controversial, but I think the Algeria team was still very, very... Um, it was it was an amazing Algerian team. I, I have yeah. to say, despite that, despite what happened at AFCON, to reach the World Cup and perform like that was unbelievable. So, um, and beat Egypt, not qualified. Well. <laughs> Egypt yeah, to, um, exactly. I'll give you qualify. that. I'll give you that. But no, it's been a brilliant, brilliant decade for African football. We have to say that. It's been great. I just hope the next decade we can see an African nation... Um, do as good as Ghana did at the World Cup. Hopefully, mm. one of the World Cups this decade, we can actually show the world that Africa is no joke, that we can actually perform at the highest level as well. I hope so, hopefully. Uh, before we finish with our usual quiz, we've spoke about mm-hmm. high points of the decade. Guys, <laughs> Malik, any, any low points of the decade you think in African football any times they're going to look back on and severely regret or big errors or big moments you think that went wrong for the continent? Unfortunately, there are a few, especially in 2019. The uh, the Champions League final and the VAR controversy obviously comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But also the AFCON hosting, was for the 2019 edition was supposed to go to Cameroon. They weren't able to do it, so it went to Egypt. And even more recently, the Champ tournament, which might even be dissolved because of countries not participating and not wanting to host it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the last three AFCONs have actually been moved. From where they were supposed to be, because Morocco was supposed to have one, then they pretended that they had Ebola and they didn't. Uh, they just didn't want Algeria to win it in Morocco, which is a true story. <laughs> so then Morocco gave it to Equatorial Guinea, who had just hosted it, which was which was uh, which was remarkable. So there seems yeah. to be a common theme, and I think Libya were meant to have the one before that. Yeah. Then Libya didn't have it because of their... for fair reasons. Well, that's fair enough, but, yeah. but still, you know, it's not it doesn't look good uh, for I, the I continent. Thought... I thought I thought Dean was going to say, well, Libya was, Libya was supposed to have it, but then obviously they faked it. <laughs> they faked the resolution. Um, no, no, honestly, it is, it's been a bit strange. I, I think CAF really struggled choosing hosts. Um, they need to cho- they need to choose, um, you know, the, the the countries that are most reliable to to, to host these these tournaments because you can't just change it last second. Now, I, I really do think one of the high points of 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 the decade was Egypt having Afcon so late. Yet being able to do such a brilliant job, um, mm. I think it was it was unbelievable. The the opening ceremony, the closing ceremony, and the organisation throughout the whole tournament, knowing, like literally, I think it was three three or, or four months beforehand that they were going to host it. So that was amazing from the Egyptian government and and um, and CAF to be able to do that, you know, that that tournament so well. Um, but in terms of low points, I have to agree with the CAF Champions League final. That was a really really strange night. That was tough to watch because we, that was a, it was a great match, and and to end it like that was was a bit embarrassing. Um, I don't know what the story was. I think we've 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 said it a million times. Was the VR working? Was the TV even on? Someone pulled the plug. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't know. Well, there was photos uh, of someone actually pulling the plug. Yeah, yeah exactly. but apparently they uh, they was never there for the second leg. So. Apparently they they told it to one team but not the other. So shaky shaky stuff all around. Well, it's a shame yeah. because Belayli scored the winner, but no one talks about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the thing. 
Well, well, that, that, you you must say that has a it has a massive effect. Like, like I think Benelli, um is really underrated. Like, I, I think he should have uh, most Salah's place in in the um, in the uh, last three, the, the top three for yeah. for player of the year. Now you you you've got to have one of the inter club players. You have to, or else how are you promoting African football? It's a bit strange. I think they're looking at it a bit more more commercially. Like I told you before. It, well, it, never mind that. You won Afcon. Forget the calf stuff. He won the and he won the African Champions League. Now that that should that should you should have one player at least from what the uh, the squad that won the African Champions League. Huh? Mm. Um, well, it's strange for me. So it's really controversial that CAF even that they make a difference between inter club and European football or players abroad. So there's such a sharp difference between players who are playing in Europe and players who are playing in Africa. But hopefully, well, this probably won't happen in the next decade, but maybe eventually that it can be considered equally that some players who are maybe playing for Esperance or Achli are at the same level as Liverpool or Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, hope so. I, th- I think I think one of my low points has to be um, Algeria winning AFCON on my home <laughs> soil in Egypt. That low has to point. be tough. Uh, it has to be a low point for me personally. Um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's like a good low point. It's not a bad one because I, I do... Have a lot of good friends from Algeria, including you, Dean. Um, I went to most of the Algeria matches except the first one and the and the final. Um, obviously, because the final was was you had a, a lot a lot of Algerians flying out from all all over the the world to come and see their team win Afcon. That was amazing, um, and there wasn't any tickets left from from the Algerian side. I wanted to enjoy it from the Algerian side. I think it was brilliant. Their fans were amazing. They welcomed every Egyptian with open arms. On the on in their part of the stadium, uh, whether it was group stages, last 16, whether it was the final, it was amazing to watch, and uh, it was strange because you felt like when Egypt not got knocked out, you know the, the the fans and the public, because they turned on Egypt so much, they started supporting Algeria. Now I know Dean doesn't believe this, but I was actually here during this, and it was amazing to see the turnaround from an Egyptian mindset to actually support Algeria and to win it I think they were really really happy to to be behind them to win that second AFCON so a low point but a kind of a high point as well I don't know well nonetheless the time has come for the highest point of African football this decade it's our podcast quiz now, <laughs> I know what you're thinking Ahmed you can't take another L before the year's up yes you can exactly you can, have yeah. got a fellow Egyptian contender here in Malik. How are you feeling about taking him on? I'm a bit nervous because, you know, uh, he's very worried about his Egyptian football knowledge. So I'm, I'm worried that he actually knows a lot and I'm going to look like an idiot again. Well, so, yeah, there's nothing new there. Uh, right. <laughs> Malik, if you haven't heard the quiz before, if so, how on earth have you not? The way it works is simple. <laughs> it's like a penalty shootout. I'll give you a category and you take it in turns to name and answer for that category, like a penalty shootout. After five answers, if you're level, we go to sudden death. Okay? Yeah. Very, very simple. You'll get the rules as it goes along. How would you feel about taking Ahmed on? I'm excited. I'm not too, uh, not too excited about my own knowledge, but we'll see. Oh, the mind yeah, games. I could cut the atmosphere and drive. This is the best thing yeah. ever. Right. <laughs> so there's a theme, of course, African football of the decade. We've been touching on it the whole episode. So... I'm looking for players to be in the AFCON XI of the tournament this decade. That's AFCON 2010, 
12, 13, 15, 17 and 19. Any player that's been in the AFCON Best XI from a tournament. You can choose one from AFCON this year. You can choose one from AFCON 2010. But they have to be in the 11 of the AFCON XI and not on the subs bench. Is that clear? Okay. So we can, we can pick any player who is in the starting 11? Yeah, so CAF, after every AFCON, they name a best XI of the tournament. So you've got to pick a name from the CAF best XI of the tournament. Not the CAF XI of the year, the CAF XI of the AFCON. So there's six AFCONs, six best XIs, so there's 66 players you can choose from. Don't cheat. Thank you very much. So, are we clear on the rules? Yes, we are. Right. Ahmed, since you're clear mm -hmm. on the rules first, you can uh, go first. Oh, okay. So say well, the AFCON. I'm, I'm, you don't have to say the AFCON, but if you want to reference it, you can. I'm, 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 I'm going to go for Mare. Who? Benasse. Benasse. Who? Benasse. Wait, one second. Are we talking about AFCON, AFCON players, right? Player, AFCON team line, the, the, the players of the tournament, right? The team of the tournament. A player from the team of the tournament. They release a team after every edition. Okay, all right, okay. So that means... You said two. I, can me I said two, right? So wh wh why do you keep saying what? Like, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong. So, okay, cool, all right. Right, we'll start again. Ahmed, what's your first answer? <laughs> what's so funny? I'm, so, I'm actually so scared. I, I don't want to... Because last time I said Gian and, and everyone started laughing. So I'm We've actually had two promoting scared. gate as well. Right, who's your... <laughs> who's okay. your first answer? Okay, my my first answer, and please be right, it has to be Mares, right? Yep, that's right. Mares was in the CAF AFCON team of the tournament from 2019. So, 1-0 to Ahmed. Malik. Okay, I'll go with his compatriot, Ben Nasser, from this year also. Oh, God. How did you come up with that? It's a great answer. That's correct. Uh, I gave it to 1-0. Uh, Ahmed. Okay, I'm good. Mo Salah. Mohamed Salah of Egypt. Any AFCON in mind, or are you just going for him because you think he's that good? 17. AFCON was Mo Salah in the AFCON team of the tournament from 2017. Of course he was. 2-1 yeah. to Ahmed Egypt. <laughs> Made the final, didn't they, but he bottled it. Uh, Malik? I'm going to go for someone I said earlier on in the episode, Christopher mm. Katongo. I'm not sure, but hopefully 2012 must have oh. made it. Rolling back the years to AFCON 2012 and uh, that amazing Zambia side. But was Katongo deemed good enough to be in the team of the tournament? Are you confident with that answer? I'm not, but I'm going to go with it. Well, of course he's in it. He was even the player of the tournament, so of course he was going to be in the team of the tournament. To all, Ahmed. Yes. Um, I'm going to go for Sadio Mane. Oh, he is... Trying to play it safe, isn't he? Sadio Mane. Yeah. Senegal never won AFCON. But yet Mane was in, of course, the 2019 team of the tournament. That's 3 2. It's five correct answers in a row from you guys so far. 3 2. Malik? I'm going to go 2010. Hopefully, Well Goma. Center back. He is rolling back the years. AFCON 2010. <laughs> the Egyptian. Mm. Man who's now a pundit on being sports, isn't he? With his shiny bald head. Well, Goma. He's in the defence for 2010. That's correct. Free all. Armit. 
okay. So th- this is when it gets a little bit difficult because I'm trying to be safe. Well, there's yeah. so many good players, but you don't know whether they're actually... Oh, my God. Okay, I have to go for Oji Nogalo. Ooh. <clears throat> <laughs> we heard the size of worry there. Oh, I'm... I'm, I'm... Igalo, <laughs> what, are you thinking to win maybe Nigeria, won it? He, he he finished top scorer of 2019, uh, of the AFCON 2019, so I think he must have been 2019. And he, he I don't know, it's a risky one, but I feel like he, he he's, it's an obvious one in the same way. He's gone for Ozzy and Igalo. Wow. Ahmed. Oh, God. Igalo. 2019 team of the tournament. Does it, sound, does it ring any bells? Oh, God. He was the top scorer. And he was in the team of the tournament. Yes. (laughs) 4-3. Malik. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Rice and Bolhi from this past edition. Yeah, of course he was in it. (laughs) 4-goalkeeper. To be fair, you've got eight eight correct answers in a row. It's getting a bit tricky now, isn't it, Ahmed? Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of, of players in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, dear me. Okay, so I want to go. I want to go for a midfielder, but I'm not 100 percent sure he was he was in it. <sighs> how, how much time have I got? Um, as much as you want. <laughs> like we haven't got a timer for the. Okay, I'm, midfielder. I'm not sure, but I think he he was instrumental for Senegal in 2019. I'm really relying on my recent memory. Is Idrissa Gay? He went for a Galo. Oh, he got away with it. He's gone for Idrissa Gay. And he's got away with it again. 5-4. <laughs> so Ahmed's given me five correct answers. Malik, if you get this right, we go to sudden death. If you get it wrong, you've lost. Okay, I'm going to go for another goalie, Samuel Hadri. I don't know what year exactly, but probably 2017, I'm guessing, for his heroics. Maybe 2010. He was in the team in 2010, so I'll give you that, which makes it five all, which means we go to sudden death. So, guys, <coughs> your answers are more important than ever now. You give me five correct each. Ahmed, down to you. Can't really afford to get any wrong now. Sudden death, who's your answer? Uh, okay. Uh, surely, Kulibali. Again, is he going for 2019, trying to play it safe? And he's done the right thing, because Kulibali is in. The 2019 yeah. AFCON team for the tournament. 6-5. Malik, the pressure's on you, son, because you're going to lose if you don't get this right. I'm going to go with Serge Aurier. From what year? <laughs> uh, I'll say 20, 2015, probably. Maybe 2017. Of course, it doesn't matter what year, but you didn't really give confidence in that tone mm. of voice. I didn't really hear someone that was particularly happy with uh, the choice of Serge Aurier. Was he that good to be in an AFCON team of the tournament? It's pretty good. I think so. Well, he was. He was <laughs> in the one in 2015. So that's six all. That's the correct Ooh. answer. Ahmed. Oh, um, see, I don't, I'm, I'm not 100% sure of my knowledge, but I remember you saying something on your social media. He's mm. a football, if you so don't it's know. it's my fault. He's, He's basically covered his tracks already yeah. if he gets this um, wrong. Go on. I'm 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 fifty fifty about this, but I remember you saying something about uh Gudiora. Is that proving that these edge football is immensely reliable? <laughs> they are because Gudiora 
is in the AFCON 2019 team of the tournament. So you collectively, you've, you've named the whole midfield and attack from this year because that's Gay, Gudiora and Benassi have all mentioned. Uh, there you go. 7-6, Malik. Uh, I'm going to go with the Egyptian legend, Ahmed Fatai. I think uh, 2010 probably. Yeah, look, he's using his addiction. I like it. Ahmed Fatih, keep it close to home. But I think we both know you've got that right. Seven all. Army. Uh, um, okay, so we're going to go to 2017. I remember mm. there was this one brilliant player who, who was unbelievable for Cameroon. Chipper Valtic. Um, uh, no, not here. <laughs> uh, could it be... Is it Basagog or Bosagog? Basagog, I think. Yeah, basketball. Oh, Cameron. He's in there. That's eight seven. Malik. Ah, I'm gonna be here all day. <laughs> There's not many um, left. Yeah. I'm gonna keep going with that twenty ten Egypt. Oh, I bet you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Mohammed Zidane. Yep, he's in there, that's eight all. Oh, oh, man. Me. oh I'm I'm running out of plays. Oh my god. Okay. Um this is probably well, wrong. Gonna, out of plays. I'm gonna go for it anyway. Mm, uh, Burkina Faso winger, right winger. He was unbelievable in 2017 as well, but I don't think he probably made it. But I'm going to go for it anyway. Um, Traore. <clears throat> he oh, was God. in it in 2017. Yes, that's correct. Wow, Malik. I'm, we're surprising ourselves here. Eight seven. Right. No, it's nine eight. Nine eight. Oof. Um. I'm not too sure about this. I'm gonna go with Emmanuel Adebayor. Ooh, <laughs> now of course Togo, not one of the African powerhouses. Yeah. But what particular Afcon has steered you towards Adebayor? <clears throat> not even sure if they've made an Afcon this decade. Well, they, sure. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be in the team of the tournament if he's not been in Afcon, considering the stipulations of the of the question. Yeah. Well, I've picked him. I'll, I'll go with it. He's gone. Oh. Oh, dear. Malik. What about you? Is a wrong answer. Oh, no. Oh, get in. Yes, I will take that. I mean, if Togo even made it back of the group, God knows. But anyway... Um, <laughs> It's harsh because Adebayor has been in the CAF team of the year several times. Yeah, that's why he's in my head. Not in the <clears throat> AFCON team of the tournament. And uh, unfortunately, Ahmed's won. Yes, yeah, unfortunately, was, Ahmed's won. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I've won. Uh, deservedly, though. Uh, I think it was a great, great little quiz. I think it was really cool um, that we got that amount. I was really just relying on my recent memory, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the next player coming out of my list was Christine Atsu, so I, I think I was going to be wrong after him as well. So, Christine Atsu? Yeah, there's no way that I was, that was going to win from Christine Atsu. So, um, no, it was great, man. Great fun. So, uh, thanks for playing, Malik. Yeah, hopefully next time I have a better performance. But... Ahmed really likes yeah. the quiz now that he's won. <laughs> exactly, for, for once, actually. Because last time when we, we were saying that the most top scorers, I think most... Uh, I went, no, African top scorer in the Premier League. I went for Jian. Yeah. And you laughed in my face. Yeah. <laughs> and I was wrong. So you no, done well. You done well. I mean, Christian Atsu was, was Christian Atsu is also a correct answer in this quiz. So no, you're lying. He is in the uh, one of the team of the tournaments. I promise you. Oh God! Wow. Okay. Maybe Afcon 2015. Uh, he was in the team of the tournament. Ghana came second. 
well, he's, he's one of those players that never ever reached his potential. So, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, okay, that was good. That was great. Thanks for the quiz, Dean. That's all right. Uh, that concludes our little little podcast or big podcast yes. or whatever size big you deem podcast, it to be. Yeah. Um, big podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Big. Thanks, Malik. Thanks, first time on. Hope you enjoyed it. It's great to join. Um, yeah, I don't know, but people people don't know obviously because we, we we're a trio here at Africa Football HQ, and Malik's like he's not the little baby of the group, but he's like he's like a, he's like a little brother, you know. It, it's it's a bit like that. He's a he's a wonderful young lad, and I'm so happy that he's part of this project. And um, he's going to add so much with the website. So um, keep an eye out. We've got a really I, I, actually I don't want to say it, Malik. What what kind I'll of say what kind so of, yeah, New Year's Day. Uh, first, first day of the decade, the website will be out. Dean has written a great piece on uh, the battle between Algeria and France for footballers, like Benzema, Mbappe. So a lot of these great players who decided to play for the country of their uh, their that they were born in, as opposed to the country of their parents. Mm. And I've written a piece on uh, it's called Egypt's Enigma, Murtada Mansour. So he's a very controversial character, and I've written a lot about his antics. Yes, that will be really, really good, a good read, and hopefully you guys can enjoy that. So special thanks to Dean as well, who's uh, who really is uh, the heart and, and center of, of you know the social media, and, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll be entering the decade with uh, even better content uh, to to keep you guys informed and um, excited. So um, yeah, for for me, it's been a great decade. It's been a great podcast to have Dean. Uh, on with me and Malik and um, yeah let's start the new year off with a bang so keep an eye for African Football HQ um, and yeah the last words are for Dean thanks for listening <laughs> take care guys